Such a great day. Yeah, I love the energy. Um, Although many have been, um, you know, saying that the energy is not too good because of the planetary alignments and different things going on, um, again, I think this has to do with perception, you know, and and how you you choose to perceive the energy that's going on. Um, There are a lot of people that, yeah, they were feeling kind of antsy and, over-the-top emotional and, um, you know, aggressive, different things going on. But, you know, I don't see that as a bad thing. You know, um, it it depends on how you, uh, what you make of things, you know, and and how they chose to exercise, you know, good judgment, you know, with those facts in hand. So, with that said, I, I had a great day. I really um, thought about a lot of different things and I got to accomplish some things and I heard from a lot of sisters today which, you know, I had ran into some uh, negative energy this week with, uh, you're aware, with the topic of um, being judged and, you know, that type of thing. But anyway, I was pleasantly surprised when, you know, a lot of the sisters uh, reached out and expressed um, thoughts that were kind of along the line of which, how I was thinking, which is we are in a universal sisterhood. And, you know, you hinder progress when you hinder one of your sisters. You know, when you attack and you try to degrade and undermine and different things, and I know everybody's um, motives are not always so sinister, but we, and I'm including myself, we all have to take a look at ourselves sometimes so that we can be mindful and aware of the things that we say and do when we're not in a good place to make sure that we're not projecting um, that energy out to other people. You know, you kind of don't want to come in contact with people unless you find your inner peace, you know, with yourself and a lot of different things. So with that said, again, you know, I thought about that today. I shared some thoughts on Facebook about that, and I love the feedback. It was hilarious. It was positive. It was empowering. I love my sisters, and I thank you all for uh, commenting and sharing your take on the situation. I thought it was so funny. 
Um, I also have some wonderful things I'm going to share tonight. So I'm just throwing that out there. I'm a little excited. I have a nice little ritual here, um, a protection ritual, and kind of gaining back your power ritual that I'm going to share with you guys. But before I even go into that, you know, my regular routine, I open up all the lines early because, as I state always, this is about sharing. I don't see myself as a teacher. I don't label myself as anyone's high priestess or instructor, even though some people see me in that manner, but I don't regard myself in that way. And I love to come to this platform as um, thinking we're all equals in our own right, meaning whatever your own innate ability and, uh, and way that you practice your magic. So this is a sort of fellowship, I guess you would call it. Um, yes. Do not feel ostracized because maybe we're discussing something and you do it a little differently. Or you may see it in a different manner. Do not, this is not about judging anyone. This is not about attacking anyone. Um, this is not trying to promote one's personal ideals for gain. You know, this is about us practicing, exercising, sharing our magic, our ability to affect change through different means in this world, hopefully in a positive manner for everyone. Okay, so I send that out to everyone, love and light to you and your family, you and yours, and I'm going to open up the lines. We're going to be doing some sharing. I'm going to try and set aside a block of time to do some readings at the end. Okay, so um, Queen Mother, I'm going to go ahead and open up the line. Can everybody lower their computer so that we don't get an echo or, or too much background noise if you have anything going on? I'm letting you know you all are on, so you'll be able to um, speak and ask questions and things of that nature. Before we go into what I have planned for tonight, I asked Queen Mother to share with us um, briefly the concept behind the Yoruba House of Worship, which I'm also a part of, even though I don't particularly ascribe to the Ifa religion, that's not really the premise of the Yoruba House of Worship. It's one facet of it. So I asked Queen Mother to share with you all this evening what that is. Really brief. Okay, guys? So, um, Queen Mother, you take over. I say uh, who we are, YorubaHouseOfWorship.org. We are neither this nor that. We are one and everyone is a part of our extended family of Earth Mother Onile. We believe that spirituality is a personal choice that is reflected by an individual's behavior done both publicly and privately. We choose to use the goodness and beauty reflected in the language and ceremonial rituals of Ifa Arisha people from West Africa to provide the African connection for those Africans that were enslaved and made to worship a foreign god. These enslaved Africans are our ancestors. We choose to honor their divine, the divine spirit of our ancestors. 
And our mission is to bring peace on earth. Ashe. Ashe. So I hope that gave everybody a little bit of a better understanding. Um, I'm one of the things that I do on Facebook with the Yoruba House of Worship is I do some postings, motivational postings, sometimes informative, like about um, crystals and different things. And I was expressing to Queen Mother that I felt a little funny because I'm not an initiated priestess of the Ifa religion. And I didn't know how people took to my uh, broad spectrum of things that I like to study and practice and things of that nature. And um, that's when she more or less expressed to me that that is not the nature of the Yoruba House of Worship. So, you know, it's really a place where, and I invite you guys to come, you know, on Facebook or via Internet and share your spirituality, your love, um, positive thoughts, suggestions, all those type of things. You know, it, it it's all welcome. So I just wanted to put that out there. Um, how do you feel about that, Queen Mother? Well, I feel that... Um that is exactly what we're about. We embrace inclusion, tolerance, affection, care, concern, compassion, love, light, and goodness for all as our core belief. We believe all people are valuable and need to be valued. So Yoruba House of Worship is for all people. We embrace the natural order of Mother Nature. We honor every divine spirit of every divine living and non-living thing. Our goal is to use our worship experience to create form for the shared vision of peace on earth in this century. I say. Um, I, I also wanted to say I had invited um, the creator um, of Mind, Body, and Soul Connection. She also happens to be my cousin, Sherry. Are you here? Yes, I am. Oh, greetings, Queen. Greetings, greetings. Peace and love. How are you this evening? I'm good. I'm in the middle of eating dinner, so I'm I'm doing both. I'm eating on both sides. Okay. (laughs) In my stomach and in my head with the show. (laughs) What was that? I said I'm multitasking myself, so... (laughs) You guys may or may not hear something. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> but um, I, one of the reasons I invited you on the show is because I was on your show yesterday, and we touched on so many wonderful things, and you had made the connection between your show as well as mine on, right. a, partic- on a particular topic. And um, along with some other things I want to discuss tonight, I was hoping maybe you could briefly share with everyone that's here tonight as to the connection between those two subjects. Um, you mean your show and my show? Yeah, the, the topic that you um, spoke on yesterday and, of course, how everyday magic plays into that. Oh, yes. Well, we were basically talking about New Year's resolutions and how to become resolute in those resolutions and how, you know, every single day people 
are practicing some form of magic, and I was just drawing the connection between what we were talking about and, you know, your show being Everyday Magic and Mm -hmm. how any time you set out to do something that you don't believe that you have the immediate power to do at hand and you use any form um, of tools to give yourself what you don't immediately have at that moment, you're practicing magic. And so Mm. I was just showing them how you're taking something, here it is, your goal, and we ref- I referred to it as a baby grown in your womb, and how you wouldn't knowingly expose your baby to harm. So, you know, in light of your goals, you should try to be aware and conscious of your surroundings and, you know, learn how to protect the baby that's grown in your womb, meaning your goals. And um, once you're able to do that and understand how to do that, you are absolutely practicing magic. That's beautiful. And it's so simplistic the way you put it. Because that is exactly what we are doing as practitioners. We are nurturing and producing a result of that innate ability that we have. That's right. You have your ritualistic aspect, and then you have your power base, which is you. What's inside of you? Mm -hmm. You have your inner element and your outer element. It's interesting that you um, tapped into. It's, It's interesting that you're saying that. It's because a lot of people, they believe that what they are trying to get, they don't already have. You know, so I like to spend Mm. my time showing people that what you are aspiring to, you already have. You just are not yet a match to it. So your job in your life is to get in harmony with the side of you that already has what you want. So it's just a matter of um, the two minds meeting so that they are not divided and so that the eye could be single. You know, as the scripture says, it always talks about having that eye single. Because when that eye is single, your whole body will be full of light. And so that's really what it's about. It's about harmonizing those energies within and without so that you can be of one accord and be able to um, bring your goal into fruition. You know, I was talking with Queen Mother about what we would be speaking on tonight on the show, and I'm thinking about what you're saying, and I told Queen Mother, one of the things I would like to touch on tonight is what what is our obligation as spiritual and practical practitioners to service our fellow man or woman or the environment? We've always discussed doing personal spells and things like that for ourselves, for wealth, you know, health, um, things of that nature. But um, what about for other people in need? Mm, That's interesting. Um, That is really, uh, you know, 
really strange that you guys are even speaking about that because I was thinking about that with um, knowing about Fukushima, like it's been three years and those mm-hmm. people are still like living in the school now, never can go home. And then with all of these shootings that are going on, I wondered about that but don't really know how it would be done. But I really mm-hmm. was thinking about if it was possible, you know, myself. Because we're all connected. We really are connected. Mm -hmm. And it's almost, to me, it's the equivalent of walking outside your door and seeing someone being assaulted. Do you, we have certain abilities. And, yes, you have, you know, you have your practical side, which is you physically intervene. But but guess what? That's not always an option. Like, I'm not going to board a ship and head on down to Japan. You understand? Right, so what, yeah. what are our abilities? Acknowledging, remember I told you guys before about acknowledging your power. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, and once you acknowledge your power, that opens up the possibility to how you can uh, safely for yourself as well as others intervene on behalf of the whole and share your energy, your intent, Absolutely. your desire. Absolutely. Um, Queen of Four, we, we, of four, we were talking about that, right? Mm-hmm. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. I'm sorry if I'm not. Um, when she called me a moment ago. Oh, and Aoife. Oh, yeah, Aoife, Aoife, I'm sorry. Ia, okay. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> well, that's another, that's another goddess, so... <laughs> it's right. it's kind of like you know another powerhouse. <laughs> so, exactly. <laughs> Queen of Four for any of you who are familiar with her, she's a powerful goddess <laughs> that does a whole lot of powerful Healing. things in the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> that, that was not my reason for mentioning her name. Is that we were speaking on the phone phone a moment ago, and um, you know she was just saying how she wanted me to be a guest on the show. And, um, you know, just um, congratulating the show that I do. And I was sharing with her and telling her how it is my duty and my obligation to share what I know. That's my job. You know, Mm -hmm. I really, it's not even whether I have a choice of doing it or not. I came to the planet to share what I have. You you know what I'm saying? So when when we start to understand that, that when we have insight into things, when we've um, come to a level of understanding the different natures of things in the world, we have an obligation and a duty. So we have to get ourselves out of the way, and we have to stop being selfish and believing it's all about us. Because it's a whole lot bigger than us. Yeah. Yeah. And And conquering the spirit of fear. Yeah, yeah. Like even with, with Nidea, my cousin Nidea, remember many times we spoke, and I said, Nidea, do you realize how powerful you are? <laughs> and I said, you cannot keep this to yourself and just your immediate family. You have a duty to share this with the world. Yeah. You know, like all of us, but I'm saying that to all of our listeners, each and every one of you That's are right. uniquely Special, if only you knew how yeah. powerful you are. You just haven't discovered your greatness yet, and greatness has to be cultivated. 
It has to be developed. But you first have to recognize that it exists in you. Okay. Okay. And and hopefully through this venue, for as long as we have it, um, that's something that we can share. And connections will be made to where we won't be dependent on the Internet or these types of shows to connect with each other, you know, to make things happen. But I agree. We are obligated to intervene on some level. That's right. You know, to, to help each other. I was invited to a show the other night, and, you know, I was on hold, and I was listening, and I was listening to them talk about magic and power and angels and demons and spirits and this and that. But what struck me as odd is that every once in a while, a brother would plug his classes, which that's not a problem with. But the way in which he did it is he, he put it where you would not be able to access your power core unless you took his class. Mm, yeah, and that really, that's how a lot of I them thought are. that that was such a crime because I'm mm. thinking there are people out here that really want to evolve into their higher selves. They want to vibrate on a different level. And we are in despair as a people. Look what is, look what is happening to our planet, our children. You know, just in our health, our food, agriculture, look at the destruction that is taking place that does not get press. The media does not focus on it as it should and things of that nature. But we know as intuitive beings that this is going on, right? And this brother in 2014 is still plugging the schools of mystery. And I'm thinking, are you crazy? <laughs> like when it all goes up in smoke, who cares about the class you had underground beneath the, the sinks in Egypt? Like, I don't want to know about those scrolls. Not saying that they're not yeah. relevant or powerful or useful, but why are you plugging it in a manner in which the only way you're going to aid someone in into tapping that power cord that they have and which will allow them to collectively heal and practice magic and, and affect change on a global level, on a universal level, why would you put it out there in a manner in which they have to patronize your business? Are we still doing that? That's a good question, um, yeah, Nadir. Hi, Nadir. Hi, Nancy. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm happy to be on the show, too. Um, I just wanted to go along with that thought because I was thinking the other day, there is so much information out there and so many people are holding so much stuff that I came to the point is like I know that I'm here to do something like you said. We all have this unique gift. You know, we all have something to share, something to give back. And, um, you know, I do whatever I can and the way I know how for now. Mm-hmm. But... Um, there is a lot of information out there, and I'm like, why are people holding? Why are they keeping this from us? You know, um, or what are they well, afraid of? This. I'm going to tell you this, Nancy. There's now, three that I know. There's ready three. For something. There are people that are not ready for certain things. You wouldn't feed a baby steak. So I get it, okay? And I also get that there are those who want to use certain information to do harm. I get that as well. 
But this is the bottom line. People are going to have access to that either way. By you denying those who want to practice and invoke the spirit of love and progress and peace, by you denying those in hopes that you are keeping certain things from those who have ill intent, you as a practitioner or intuit, you should know better as to how to go about doing things. And you definitely should not make a profitable business of it when it comes to certain things. Yes, we all, there, there are things that, um, how can I put this, where I'm not saying a person, a practitioner shouldn't um, accept money for what they do, because I do. Mm-hmm. But I know instinctively when to help someone regardless of their finances. For those that can, they do. For those that can't, they don't, and they still receive help. They still receive love and guidance and healing or whatever it is they come to me for. If I have the ability to help, I help. But to downright, it's like me knowing something bad is coming your way or you need the skills to achieve something, and I don't help you. I watch you fall into peril or ruin because you didn't have $50 for a reading. Where did that put me? You understand what I'm saying? Like, that is just, I don't understand. And this person had such an abundance of knowledge, and I couldn't believe it was contingent upon someone's purse size. Like, things are really happening around us. We have to step up. And everybody is not in a position. Where's the charity? Where's the compassion? Where's the humanity? Where's the humility? You know, as practitioners, we have to integrate all of that responsibly into our daily dealings. So when I do certain spells, it's not just all about me. I do a protection spell for children, right? I do it for the children of the world not just the children of America or my block or my building or who lives in my home, who came through my womb. No, it's a healing and a protection for all those in need. When I lay in my bed and I pray at night and I send out energy, it's to comfort all those in despair that I can without draining myself dry. But you understand what I'm saying? Like we do have an obligation. But you have well, to that's where love comes in, my dear. That's, that's where love comes in, and that's what this is all about, really, love, loving one another and helping one another. And I, I agree with you, you know. I send light and love to everyone in the world because we're all brothers and sisters. We all need each other. Like you said, we are all one. And um, going along with that, I was saying that even though these people may be out there that want to. I'm sure there's a lot of hungry people, and they'll pay anything, maybe some, well, to get well, to get the energy, to get whatever information they may need. But I believe that if they really want it and they can't get it any other way, God opens a way for them to get that information. Well, I believe. Find, mm-hmm. I agree. I I agree with you both to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. My take on it is that. Each and every one has a gift, right, to use, of course, Mm -hmm. to share. But I also believe that that gift has to have value 
to other people. And if a high value is not placed on it, the people will not have an appreciation for it anyway. It's like casting your pearls before swine. That Mm. has to be earned. Like the scripture says, what would you do for wisdom? And the whole book of Proverbs talks about how you should search the earth for wisdom. And you should do anything. You should be extremely hungry for wisdom. And I don't believe that everyone is hungry for wisdom in that way. Some people are just curious. And you have to do a a sort of a weeding out process because you you don't want to waste your time. Exactly. You don't want to waste your time. That's right. right. How can I say I'm a reader or an intuitive or an empath or whatever label you want to put on the things that a, a person can do, but I don't have the ability to pick out who's, a, you know, who's a, a swindler or who's right. shy or who's phony or who's this. Right. Then that says something about me. Right. You know what I'm saying? That, that So that's just common sense, I think, that, you know. But, see, let me ask you all this, and I would like everybody to chime in if you can, you know, um, in respect to you know, everybody's opinion, but I'm going to share with you, I'm not a practitioner, nor am I a believer of unconditional love. We've discussed this before, Sherry. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I don't believe in unconditional love. Mm -hmm. Universal love and unconditional love are two different things. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I personally, um, and I'm saying this, Nancy, you had said something, I personally don't pray for everybody, and I don't send out love to everyone. I, I think that everyone should get their just due. You know, um, I don't pray for my enemies. I mm. actually, my thought on, quote, unquote, my enemies is that they come to some self-realization and get themselves together. Now, whether or not they can repent for what it is that they've done, that depends on what it is that they've done. Sometimes you can't make up for what you did in this lifetime. It's just Mm -hmm. you just did some really messed up stuff, and it's as it is. Example that I give you. As a child, I I shared with you guys that I had went through a a time frame of where I was abused and different things happened to me. Till this day, I have to, um, I have to, uh, how can I say, master that. And that changes as much as I change throughout life. The person that is guilty of doing that to me, they can't go back and undo that. Mm-hmm. No matter how apologetic they are, it just is what it is. It's just up to me not to let that master my life. You know, it not dictate to me my level of happiness and how I evolve and how I become um, the spiritual positive being that I want to be. But um, do I forgive? No, I don't forgive because to me to forgive is to pardon. I don't pardon that. That's just my personal preference. So I'm not saying if you choose to, you're wrong. I'm just saying for me. I don't pardon that and I don't forgive it. But I can leave it alone and let it go. A lot of people don't think that that's possible, that you have to forgive something in order to let it go. Well, I found a way to do that for myself. 
Well, so well, in the context, in the context of what you, how you're saying it, absolutely, mm-hmm. that is a form of forgiveness, but it's um, it's done in, in the right way. You know what I mean? Where yeah. you're not tied to that person, like you're saying. It's we have that to be forgiveness careful because that can hinder part. our magic. Exactly. That can hinder your magic. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the, and, and the thing about it is that. That forgiveness is really for yourself, meaning that I am free and exempt from the anger, yeah. from the pain, from the hurt, from the attachment, from the umbilical cord, from you know that's linking us together. You you know what I'm saying? It's but like I want to let people know though that 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 will empower you in your magical endeavors to where you're not siphoning you're not siphoning out your energy into things that can't possibly yield any positive benefit. So I say that to you because we were speaking on what is our, I guess you want to say moral or uh, spiritual obligation to reach out and help and intervene for people. Those are the things that can um, taint your ability to discern whether or not you want to help someone or help change. Mm-hmm. So you have to be aware of that. Yeah, when we sit back as practitioners, there was a sister, um, it's going around on Facebook, I'm pretty sure it's like pretty viral now. She was recently murdered by her husband, mother of four, homeschooling divine goddess, beautiful light and spirit. I didn't know her personally, but I can see it. And not only can I see it from the images that are being um, shared, I can tell by people's account of her living deeds here in this lifetime. Okay? So I'm sitting back and I'm thinking, what can I do besides spend money to, you know, the people that they provided the information? What else can I do as a spiritual, loving, caring being who is aware of her power? What can I do? You know, and that's going to vary from from each one of us because we each have our own innate abilities. It reminds me of, you know how they put in cartoons, they'll call fairies or witches to come and bless a child when they're born. Right? And I know they make it seem like, oh, this is just fairy tales and make-believe, but no, there's a silence to that. We can imprint ourselves on things and situations. We can lend our energy. We can vibrate on a certain level. We can invoke change, positive change. We can make an environment more conducive to a positive outcome for, let's say, her children. You understand what I'm saying? There's things that we can do as loving practitioners for our sister who's no longer here in the physical. Because I, me as a mother, she's still here. We're not just going to leave our children like that. It's just in a different manner. That's my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, there's, you know. Uh, there's also, there you know, those do. of us that are really, really new, like just, you know, realizing and we don't really know what to do like we kind of know something is going on but as far as you know we're trying we're becoming educated and a lot of it is like you know they hear and you'll get some information there but 
we're kind of, you know, really, really new to it. We don't even know. And so that's kind of where some of us are, like, lost, really, because we don't, we don't know how we can help besides prayer. You know, of course we pray and, right. you know, try to send love. But as far as what we could actually do, I know I don't have a clue. I don't know. Well, I would say I would add to that that the greatest way that we can help is to start first with self. That's the basis of everything. Every nation being built starts with one individual deciding to make a change among themselves. And if you're not working on bettering yourself, then, you know, you can't be of much help. Not that you can't help people in your state, but you want to be of greater help to your community at large, the people that live around you, as well as your world. Well, I think, Sherry, she's also speaking on a metaphysical level. As a practitioner, like, um, what type of tools? Am I correct that we could use what type of herbs? Yeah, that's exactly. Oh, I see. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's that's what I mean. Okay. All of that, we should all, you know, be trying to do that when we can. Yeah. But as far as, like, um, metaphysically, like, there's some of us who are completely brand new. I know I am. I don't know about anyone Mm -hmm. else, but I am, like, um, completely brand new, like, well, let me getting ask you educated and all of that, but um, even within that, you know, it's still a lot of information that um, I'm trying to, you know, process and go through. Okay, well, let me ask you a question. In your everyday life with your everyday magic, what sort of things that you notice that you consciously affect around you, be it a person's mood, um, it can be the physical state or the environment. What sort of things have you come across where you said to yourself, this is a result of my conscious invocation of my will or wishes? Is somebody doing dishes? I could hear all this noise. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Who's <laughs> <Okay. laughs> doing dishes? Come on um, now. Okay. Sorry, that's me. And definitely, just milk me out. What I've known <laughs> as a way to kind of um, be able to do that is that I had a, I have a friend. You know, I'm, I'm not talking to them anymore, just because um, they're kind of toxic. But what mm-hmm. I did used to do was, you know, she'd be going through a whole lot, and I definitely would send her energy and always, you know, try to help her and give her ways to kind of fix the situation, but where Mm -hmm. I finally came to understand, you know, she kind of started to, you know, attack me in a way because I was finally coming to a point where I'm like, I don't want to use my energy like this, because you can only tell someone the same thing over and over if they're not going to do anything about it. You finally come to a point to where you're like, well, I just, you know, there's nothing I can do, you're not going to do anything, so I don't want to hear anymore. So unfortunately, you know, that friendship is no longer there. But when it was, I would constantly, you know, try to, I would be sending energy to her and, you know, always be helping her, you know, she'd always call me when she was crying and, you know, all of that, trying to definitely be there. But you can only do so much for her. That's why I had to, you know, finally let her know I don't want to hear about it. Okay. So what I'm hearing is you are a comforter and a healer. That's what I'm hearing. I tried. I mean, I no, try, you do. But... You do. It's not that you're trying. You you are doing it. That's part of your innate ability. Do your everyday magic, right? Everybody doesn't possess that ability. 
even though they would like to think they do. <laughs> Everybody doesn't think they can't do that. Okay? And you know what you can do by the results you yield. Okay? So at some point you realize, so we get picked up on one of the things that you can do. Even it doesn't have to be for a person. It can be for the water. You know, it can be for the land. It can be for the air. It can be for wherever you see the need for healing. So let's take, like you said, the Pacific Ocean, because that's something that really disturbs me. I don't dwell on it. Yeah. But how mm-hmm. dare they take away our rights right. through their actions to the waters, to the blood of Mother Earth, right. which, which we nourish ourselves in in more ways than one. So I'm with you. I'm angry about that. I'm very heartbroken about the animals that are dying, you know, via this poison. They, I think they say 300 tons of nuclear waste poured into the Pacific yes. Ocean a day. Yes. What the hell That's is the that? Truth. Now look at what just happened in West Virginia with their toxic yeah. spill. So That's something right. is going on here because guess what? We can't survive without water. So everybody yeah. is just going about their business like, oh, guess what happened in Virginia? No, guess what happened to all of us? This mm-hmm. is our plan. So you as a healer, because I thought about that, how many of us would it take to reverse the effect of what is happening to our planet, not only through our practical actions, you know, physically doing certain stuff, community and, and politically. It's, no, I'm talking about the spiritualist who has the ability to heal through their energy. How many, how many of us would it take? Well, until we find that out, until we fall together to do those things, you as an individual, knowing that you have that ability, you can do But things. do you really think that I do? Because it didn't work. Like, no matter what I did, she still, it didn't help her. You know well, what I mean? Like you said, at times it did. She would call you crying. I mean, it helped her, like you, right? you know, it helped her feel better. But as far as like to, you know, get her to fix the stuff, no, I couldn't do that. You know. Oh well, that's because I wasn't she able to. Own, she has her own journey in this life. You can't help somebody who clings to misery. So it's okay. you can help to a degree, which is what you did. That's like a doctor. If you come into my office and you're sick. I can only heal you but so much. If your lifestyle is detrimental to you, you're going to die. I can fix you up. You can come in with ten bullet wounds, and ten times I'll slap a Band-Aid on you. But if you keep out going out and doing certain things, you're going you're gonna to get hurt. Yeah. So it sounds like that's what she was doing. You, you know, I have people that I, I help, you know, and they keep coming back to me with the same problem. And I keep letting them yeah. know, you, you you know, you're not progressing because you're not changing the very thing that gets you in the situation. You're treating the symptom, which is your depression, your fear, um, it could be sickness, whatever the case may be. But you have not addressed the lifestyle changes you need to make to be healed. So I can, yeah, I can fix you up temporarily, but I'm not... I'm not the. Uh, I didn't. You didn't originate from me. 
Could it be Napier that sometimes, Napier, could it be sometimes that they don't know how to change the situation and they need well, some sort of... Well, you kind of know that. You kind of know that, um, Nancy, as a spiritualist, you can tell who is caught in a cycle because they choose to be. And you can tell who is repeating certain behavior out of ignorance. But like Sherry was also saying, in the age of information, that plays a big role in things. You consciously choose to be ignorant. That's the difference. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So once you have somebody like this sister that's talking right now about how can she affect change via her magic. Now, I would suggest on a practical level with your magic, um, you can go to the water. You can um, you can do certain rituals. You can, you know, things like that, because what you're really doing is building up energy. Like, let's say I tell you to go to the water and a, a crystal that you've charged, let's say a lapis lazuli, right? Let's say you've charged that and you've fortified it with your energy and your prayers for healing and change and protection, and you cast that into the water. We're talking on a metaphysical level. No, that stone cannot literally purify the water um, in a sense where it's like, okay, now go get your straw and stick it in the water if you have putrid water. You understand what I'm saying to you? It's, it's your energy that you're working with, your power that you're working with. You may not get to see the, the, the results of what you did, but if you have faith in knowing the things that are seen and unseen, you'll know that you did really just affect change. And if enough of us do it, then we start to see change manifest itself in another way. You know, that's like with people that have disease in their body. You know, and I, I saw this video with some doctors, and they couldn't figure out how this person, um, how this tumor was receding. And the woman kept telling them through prayer. And they were like, man, that's impossible, such and such. So they literally hooked her up to some type of imaging device where they could watch the tumor. And then they had a group of people that she had been working with come in and lay their hands on her and start praying. And they physically observed the tumor receding. Now, these are things, of course, they don't want us to know because this is a business for them. Definitely, that's right. You know, but you have to know that you have that ability. You you picked that one thing that you did for this person because subconsciously you know you're a healer. You have the ability to comfort and transform negative energy into something positive and beneficial. I've seen that video, Nadir, and that is powerful. And you know what? There was more than one person helping in this prayer or the chanting or whatever they were yeah. doing. Yeah, it was a couple people. of people. When you have a lot of people or a few people doing the same thing, sending the same energy, you can perform things. Exactly. Is that, is that much more better? But mm-hmm. I am such an advocate of someone knowing their own power. I cannot stress it enough. The more you know, the more conscious you are, the more you can achieve. I don't, I don't fancy myself as someone professionally trained in things. So I'll give you an example. 
a lot of people have been posting as far as astrology and numerology and things of that nature. And I know a little bit here and there, but nothing compared to what I see being posted. Um, somehow, though, I'm able to tap into the energy behind what the information, and I'm able to utilize it. So I know on some level, if you were to cut off the electricity and burn all the books and take out the tongues of everybody who professes to be a master of this and an expert of that, I know that you would not hinder me in the least as to how I progress spiritually because I walk with my own unique ability and power, and that goes for all of you. Your potential is not contingent. It can be helped, but it's not contingent upon the deeds of others, their books, their tapes, their DVDs, their oils, their potions. Their, their, know who you are. Yes, we have to utilize what's around us sometimes because someone else is a little bit more experienced in a particular subject. So here we go to different people. Or sometimes we're not able to tap something. So we need some aid and help. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about knowing, though, that you have the same potential as everybody else. And it will come to you in your own unique way. I know people that don't eat nothing but brown rice and barley, damn it, and quinoa. Guess what? They drop dead on a treadmill faster than a person who has the fit of Bacardi and the pork chop every morning. So there's something there that we're not tapping into. It's not as simplistic as just do this, do that, and that's what you'll have. Take this, take that. No, it's more to it. You have to open your mind. I'm not saying live an unhealthy lifestyle. I'm not saying don't pursue knowledge. But I'm saying first and foremost, awaken that inner ability to tap into your magic and your energy. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying to you guys. Okay, now this is one thing I wanted to do because we're kind of running out of time. This part had me really excited. I wanted to share something with you guys from a book that I have, and it's called Practical Protection Magic, Guarding and Reclaiming Your Power by Ellen Dugan. Okay, and I was reading recently, and I thought this would be so great to share with you guys. So bear with me, because I'm going to be reading from the book. Nothing long and, you know, drawn out, but I just wanted to share this with you. Um, on, in Chapter 4, on page 93, she has something here, and it said, gave it away. Here's how to get it back. And then there's a quote. It says, there are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio than are dreamt of in your philosophy. That's deep. That's by Shakespeare, and it's an excerpt from Hamlet. Now I'm going to say it to you one more time because it's deep. Um, 720-628, you're back on. I just I saw you may have dropped the call. I just opened you back up. But yeah, okay. She said, thanks for calling Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye, and it hung up. Yeah, I don't. that happens to me sometimes. I, I really don't know the workings of this sometimes, how they do certain things. When I caught my cousin's show last night, I got booted off twice before it let me get on. So 
I do want to wow. apologize for that. I don't think they've quite oh, got no it down packed. But I'm going to yeah. share that excerpt with you again because it's, it's so profound. There are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio, than are dreamt of in your philosophy. Not philosophy, your philosophy. See, people don't realize that they're coming from their own philosophy. Or they're quoting someone else. You understand what I'm saying? Like, that will affect your power. That will affect your power. Now, she says, there is nothing worse for magic users than to come to the realization that somehow they gave away or let someone take their personal power. Yes, it does happen, even to those of us who have been doing this for a few decades. You try to be friendly and kind. You try to be caring. You try to be sympathetic to others. And all of a sudden, you feel like someone is taking advantage and has their own agenda. And that you are being used. So this is connected to what we're talking about as far as helping people, knowing the difference. One of the ways What's you the know the difference is by how you feel after you help them. So remember that. If you feel absolutely drained, somehow violated, used and abused, then um, that wasn't a good move. That wasn't a good judgment on your part. I'm not even going to put it on the other person because people will be what they are. If they're a predator, a user, whatever, a manipulator, they're going to be true to their nature. You have to exercise good judgment in who it is you deal with, okay? And that also goes back to, like, what Sherry was saying as far as valuing your power, okay? And if you value your power, others will value it. So if you're just walking around doing everything for everybody else, you kind of lower your value, you know, of your deeds. They won't see you. Um, they won't see you as as more of a, a commodity than you see yourself. So yeah, mm-hmm. we have to exercise judgment. Okay, now Thank back you. to what she says. She says, yeah. or you look back and realize that when you argued with someone or expressed your fears, you just handed someone else power over you. Maybe it was a colleague who overstepped their bounds and tried to take credit for your work, all the while pretending to be your friend. Maybe it was a relative who just sucks you dry with emotional vampirism. Or maybe you got nailed by the local wannabe psych vamp and you suddenly clue in as to why you feel so wiped out and drained. Damn it. (laughs) What happens to your spark, your drive, your spunk? Your don't mess with me witchy self. Well, apparently it is on vacation. The question is, did you send it on vacation because you were so stressed out that you kicked into leave me the hell alone mode? Have you been soaking and indulging in hurt feelings? Or did the power get taken from you and it left you standing alone while you wondered, while you wondered what in the world is going on? Well, here's the good news. You have identified the problem and have now realized that you have a walloping case of the magical blind because you gave away in one form or another your personal power. Now that you have made the discovery, you need to work on grounding and centering your remaining energies and being stable emotionally. It is hard work, and it will take a couple of days before you feel 100% again. Basically, you need to do a little psychic detox. 
but you tend to store the personal energy. Here's how you get it back and start to feel like yourself again. Take a few days and remove yourself from the swirl and hectic craziness of life. Begin by doing a cleansing. Any of the techniques listed in Chapter 2's Elemental Solutions, and then she goes on to give the pages. She says, practice psychic hygiene daily. You guys, I hope you know what that is. Because no matter what stage of practice you are, of, of magic you're practicing, you have to have your form of what she um, phrased as psychic hygiene. You have to do your cleansing. You have to do your smudging. Okay? You know, your sea salt bath with your crystals. Um, you have to get out your sage and your lavender or your patchouli or um, get out your stones. Get, get those things out and work them daily. Work them daily. The same way you wash your body with soap and water, you should take in things that will help to detox you and keep you cleansed inside spiritually and outer as far as the outer vibrations that are going on around you. This is serious if you decide you want to do magic. Yeah. You know, it's really serious. Okay, now she also says... um, don't let worries and stress creep back in. Clear out the negativity. Start taking care of yourself physically. Take some downtime for a day or two. If you're feeling bombarded by other people's demands and requests, turn off the cell phone and turn on the answering machine. If you have vacation days available, use a couple of them and regroup and recoup some of that lost energy. If taking a day off of work is not going to happen, then go to work, but go outside alone for lunch. Wear your favorite outfit to work, eat your favorite healthy foods, take a nice long shower, get a massage, do whatever feels comforting to you when you get home. So that's saying, listen, this is real. What you're feeling is real. People like to think magic is separate from other aspects of quote-unquote reality, but it's all intertwined. So there are very practical things that you can do to access, recharge, and rejuvenate that side of you that contributes to your magic, your ability to affect change via energy, via your prayers, via your actions. Okay, guys? So remember that. This is empowering, and it will give you the chance to begin to heal. Next step, you really need to stop beating yourself up about the situation. It happened. Acknowledge how it occurred. Learn from it. Let the hurt go. Stop wringing your hands and move on. Put one magical foot in front of the other and move forward. I love her so much. Again, this is Ellen Dugan. The book is Wait a minute, Ellen Dugan. Wait a minute, Ellen Dugan? Yes, it's Mm E-L-L-E-N, last name Dugan, Mm D-U-G-A-N. And the name of the book is Practical Protection Magic. Now, I don't expect you guys to be able to write down um, the spell that I'm getting ready to give you, but I do recommend you get the book. And if you can, grab as much from what I'm getting ready to say, then, you know, feel free. But I'm letting you know now, so get your pen and paper ready. Okay. Now, you can um, also go back to the archives, too, if we miss some, and um, get it that way, too. Yes, yes. Thank you for sharing that. So, yes, that's it. There's something else that you can do. So, Okay. Now I'm getting ready to hit you guys with a spell, okay? Um, 
first let me just say this. This is one of the last part before we get into that. She said, identify the troublemakers. See them for what and who they truly are. Use your psychic senses here and take a good hard look at him or her. Pathetic? Yes. Now let it go. Because anger won't help, but becoming more aware will. Now that you perceive the truth, put yourself on guard against any further trouble. Tap into that psychic awareness that was discussed in the early part of the book and start becoming more watchful of the people and circumstances in your life. Put on your game face and get to work. We're not weak. We're witches. Remember that. Learn to think defensively and to guard your thoughts, ideas, words, and energy. If you don't, someone else is always happy to take things from you. Remember that, people. So you can't blame them for who they are. If you get taken, it's you. Not always, but listen. First time, shame on you. Second time, shame on me. Okay? Now, um, become more aware, be vigilant, and keep your eyes and psychic senses open. Here is a psychic detox spell that will come in handy during the adjustment and recovery phase. This is called, okay, psychic detox spell. Supplies. One green votive candle. Green is the color aligned with the element of earth, and it promotes relaxation, healing, and peace. A votive candle cup. I'll assume that's for safety. Um, a small twig of pine. Pine is a classic protective plant and is also good for strength. An attractive photo of yourself, lighter and matches, and your altar. Timing directions. Work this spell in a waning moon phase or on a Saturday, Saturn's Day, to help you banish any negativity or psychic goop you may be carting around. Arrange the candle in the holder with the sprig of pine on one side and your photo on the other. Ground and center yourself, and then, when you feel ready, light the candle. Repeat the spell verse. Now, I'm going to give you her spell verse, but you are Wait a minute. person. Is it your photo that you're putting? Yes, you're using your photo, an attractive photo of yourself or whatever you regard to be that. Okay. I'm, now, I'm getting ready to repeat the spell verse. This is her verse, as which, as you know, you can put in your own spell verse, what may come natural. So if you don't feel comfortable with this or you're not feeling it or it's not tapping into your power, um, implement your own workings, okay? And now hear the words. Um, this simple detox spell will provide a powerful solution. It banishes and removes all psychic toxins and pollution. By the element of earth, I ground all negativity and stress. As magic circles around, I allow myself to recoup and rest. By the power of the earth, so fertile and deep, as I do, will this healing, then so mote it be. That's so beautiful. Now she says, allow the votive to burn until it goes out on its own and it will take about four to six hours. Put away the photo. Keep the sprig of evergreen for a few days, and then after it fades, return it neatly to nature. Always be mindful and respectful of nature when you come to it and you draw for that energy. Okay, I want to tell you that that's so important and key. 
finally ask the God and goddess for assistance as you pull yourself back together during the recovery period. Begin to reclaim your energy with positive actions and strong stand-up kinds of witch statements such as, the person has no more ability to upset me or hurt my feelings. From this time forward, you no longer have any negative effects on my life in any way. My personal energy and power are protected. I am safe, strong, and whole. Whole. I take my power back right now at this very moment in time. Any of these statements and whatever else you conjure up in the similar vein, no vampire pun intended, will work out beautifully. So I want you guys to really think about that because me personally, I take spells like that and then I insert myself into them. I call on my ancestors. I do all kinds of stuff with it. That's you know, so, um, so make it I think it's so powerful that you're um, giving the listeners these tools because these are the things yeah. that keep you um, divinely protected, you know. And a lot of people don't really realize or really understand the magnitude of how powerful doing incantations and all these types of things yes. are, you yes. know. Extremely powerful, like Nydia is saying. You can insert your own words so that you can feel comfortable with what you're um, invoking. And it, it's really, really powerful because what happens is it charges the universe, and it has force and power. It creates conditions and situations and circumstances. Powerful, extremely powerful. Now, we don't have much time, so I can't finish reading. There's something I wanted to share with you guys. I'm going to have to share it for next week, but I'm going to give you a little taste. She says here, um, wait, and she's, you know, saying this is what people say and do, right? Wait, won't just psychic shielding work? Now, I know a lot of us think that, right? It says, to protect ourselves most efficiently from psychic disturbances, we must be on the ball. Caitlin Matthews, that's a quote from Caitlin Matthews. Now, she gives a lot of different analogies, and I'm going to read that in its entirety on the next show. But I'm just going to give you a brief taste of what she's saying. We erect these psychic um, shields, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. But is that all that you do when you're under attack? That's not sufficient. And I know a lot of you would like to think it is, but it's not. And, and to make it practical, she gives a couple examples. Like if you're in the middle of a war, you're a soldier, do you just walk out into the middle of the battlefield with nothing but a sword? I mean, but a shield? You don't have on a helmet? You don't have a weapon to block? You know, you don't have on maybe the footwear that you need to stay grounded so that you're not swept off your feet? Are you being practical? And then now let's say you erect this psychic wall of protection. Doesn't that hinder you from seeing the enemy? If you're busy cowering behind this wall, you're handicapped. So that wall alone, that's like saying prayer alone is not enough. Do you understand that? Prayer alone yeah. is not enough. You have to be practical. If you need to grow corn, you cannot just sit in your house and pray that some 
divine being will come down and till the land and sow the seed and water the seed and harvest the grain. And you can't. But you know what, Nikki? Giving away your power. Right. Giving away your power. Do you understand? You pray and then you act. You ask for help and guidance and then you listen. Mm -hmm. And then you take it and you apply wisdom and you move on that. So, as witches, as practitioners, we see horrific things going on around us. It's one thing to just pray, but we have to act, to get out there and do our ritual, accumulate our tools, make it happen. And then after we finish doing all of that, take it the next step if it's feasible. Don't let anyone pressure you into doing things you're not comfortable with. Don't let anyone pressure you into putting yourself into foolish, unnecessary harm. Move at your own guidance and speed. You know, um, you have to, but you have to be practical. You hear baby crying, that's my daughter, Nephthys. <laughs> She's woken up. She's like, hey, show's running pretty late, isn't it? But anyway, mm-hmm. okay, so. Is yeah, there a so certain time, time, like a mm-hmm. certain moon phase or time that we should be doing this at? Um, okay, well, she said on a Saturday or Saturn day, and you have to do okay. it in a waning moon. Okay. Okay, and that's for the the uh, psychic detox spell. That's uh, um, the phase that she said. Um, you know, um, she has something here. Speaks on it, and we're gonna we're gonna pull that up on the next show. So I'm so excited, and it's the call to the element of earth. Touch the earth, love the earth, honor the earth, her plants, her valleys her hills and her seeds, rest your spirit in her solitary places. That's by Ernest Dimnant. And she says to, um, so she she closes up the chapter on that. Um, She says, as a witch working practical protection magic, so you should. A common mistake that is often made by magical practitioners is the belief that if they simply build their protective shields high enough, then nothing bad will get through. Nope. Actually, what happens is that it blocks your view. If the shield walls are too high, you can never keep an eye on the surrounding landscape. You become blind. Before you know it, the bad guys are climbing over the top of the fortress wall, and your shields have been breached. Unfortunately, you were so busy cowering behind your shield that you couldn't even see them coming until they were already inside. Think about how castles are constructed. There was a drawbridge and possibly a moat. They had arrow slits in the fortress walls and lookout points, and sentries were always on duty. People didn't just build those high walls and wait blindly inside, did they? No. So do not assume that a psychic or magical shield will cover your butt in every situation because, honestly, it won't. I had to share that with you. I can't even give you the whole chapter because we don't have time. But you need to really think about that. If we're going to take on the responsibility as practitioners to not only help ourselves and our loved ones, but to actively take a role 
in what's happening around us, in our environment, with our fellow beings. You have to be equipped. You have to be armed. You have to be properly versed. That's not the entire aspect of your magic, but it is definitely a key component. I do not take magic lightly. I didn't come to it in a whimsical manner. I went to all forms of school of learning and thought and philosophy. I watch and I observe. I've been through so many different things that brought me to a place where I could practice, and I'm still learning. I make sure I stay humble. I don't come in it with the intent of harming people. I grew out of that. Now, I'm not saying I won't harm someone. I said I don't come at the intent of harming you. But should I have to defend myself from me and mine at the expense of you, well, then, you know, sorry. Oh, well. You engage me in a warring manner, and I reacted accordingly. It doesn't always have to be negative. You can leave people to their own guides and ignorance, which I do often. But sometimes, you know, you get those predators that just they take it there, and you got to take them down, like with any situation, physically, whatever, financially, whatever the case may be. You know, a lot of, a lot of the laws that apply to other things also apply to magic. That's why you have to use common sense. But next week, we're going to read that chapter in its entirety. I just had to give you guys a little excerpt because it's so powerful, and she's being so pragmatic. I mean, she's on it. She's making it so plain for you. And I agree 100% with what our sister was just saying. You know, so... um, Mm, Exciting. I love to hear... I love to hear the different sides of things, you know. There's so many different areas, you know, to... um, Draw wealth from, you know, draw wisdom from. It's just, it's just beautiful. You know, I'm the blessing. So um, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying it's a blessing to, you know, to have this show, to have um, yes, it um, is. goddess um, Efa's show as well. Yeah, it's just a blessing. Definitely. You know, and Sherry, can you briefly um, just speak on mind, body, and soul so that everyone will know as well? I I ain't talking about something and they don't even know what we're talking about. So let them know briefly, you know, about your show and when they can catch it. Yes, Mind, Body, Body, and Soul Connections was a show that was put together because we realized that we need to be the change that we wish to see in the world. No longer was I willing to sit along the sidelines and complain about the different things that I see in the world, um, knowing that I had a duty and an obligation to share what I have learned. And just took on that responsibility and decided to step up. Sometimes we're waiting. We're waiting for things to be perfect or better, or we're waiting for our lives to be adjusted so that we could step up. But what I realize is that wherever you are, in every given moment, you can step up right where you're at. And it doesn't have to be in a convenient space. And that's what we always look for is convenience. And it just doesn't work that way. 
if you trust and have faith, you will realize that in seeming chaos, a blessing will come to you, and you will get assistance, and you will get help, you know, to do what you're trying, aspiring to do as long as your intention is pure. And so, you know, that's just letting anyone know who has any um, intention of sharing what they have, what their gifts or their talents or abilities are, and they're holding themselves back because they're waiting for the perfect situation in order to do that. They're waiting for this to happen or that to happen. The time is now. I need someone to turn down their computer because we have an echo. If everybody can lower their computers that's on right now because we have this echo going on. Yeah, and along with the mind, body, and soul connection. Hello? 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 Yeah, I just wanted to share along with the mind, body, and soul connection. They can also connect, my dear. I think this is what you wanted to tell them. Um, the listeners were where to chime in or call in. And can I give that call number? Is that all right? Definitely. Definitely. That, that phone number to the mind, body, and soul connection is area code 215-383-3903. And, of course, that's and, and the day and time. Right, that's on Wednesday from 7 to, 7 to 8, 7 p.m. every Wednesday night. And that would be at www.blogtalkradio.com dot com slash Sherry Hollis S H E R I E H O L L I S. Okay. Um, one of the things I want to suggest to everyone that's you know listening and and this is what you're interested in and and you want to develop yourself in this. Um, I'm gonna get this. I want you guys to get this book. I, I really, really suggest that you get this book. Um, let's see, where did I put this particular one? Because I always mispronounce her name. I've never heard it said, so I'm not too sure on. Okay, this was someone borrowed it off my bookshelf and did not return it. It's called Sol- um, Solitary Magic. Um Solitary what? Magic. Oh, okay. Oh, boy. Okay, I'll get back to you on that in a second. But um, one of the things I love about the book that I'm recommending to you is it helps you to figure out the connection between your conscious and your subconscious and you practicing your magic and how that's very key as to how the, the brain works. She she touches on psychology, you know, and finding your way, navigating your way through this. She kind of takes you on a journey with her as to how she reached, uh where she's at in her practice. Um, let's see. I'm so sorry I brought it up, but my book is missing. Okay. That's okay. They should be able to pull it up by that name. And yeah, just 
I have so many different things, you know, books here that I can share with you guys. Another book that you might want to look into, and I wouldn't even know how to pronounce I'm going to do my best at pronouncing who wrote the book. It's called The Temple in Man, Sacred Architecture and the Perfect Man. And it's called by R.A. Waller, S-C-H-W-A-L-L-E-R, J-E-E. Lubbock, which is L-U-B-I-C-D. That's another book I'm going to be getting into this week. Again, a lot of my books, because I'm I'm what people, I guess they call a speed reader. So I always go back over books and reread them, and I always find something, some jewel that I miss. Or believe it or not, when you're reading your book, you're going to discover new things in your book because it's continuing upon your level of consciousness. So the more you become conscious and awakened and, and in tune with certain things, your books are going to transform with you. Your spells, spells you've been doing for years, you're going to yield a whole new result from your spell. It's so wonderful. As you grow, never write something off because you've done it. You know, you can always take it to the next level. You can always take it to the next level. You know, so the so the words on the pages may not change, but you've changed. Your yeah, consciousness like, has changed. You're making a good point because sometimes your um your attention span is in a way, or sometimes even your ego is in a way. So you can't um, get the depth of what's being shared. You know. So Another book right I want that. you guys to get is called The Complete Illustrated Encyclopedia of Magical Plants by Susan Gregg. Because as this show progresses, we're going to progress. Spells are, our shares are going to progress. I'll feel that I can share a little bit more because a lot of you guys will be on another level, right? So it's good if we build ourselves up together. Because we do, we want to grow in this. We want to become more and more empowered. We want to be able to implement the things that we learn and manifest the greatness that's us. That's right. Great beings. That's right. And I'm not excluding the brothers, but I am, you know, partial to my sisters. I have to say, sisters, (laughs) you guys are so amazing. Know that you're so amazing. Don't let anyone hurt you. Don't let anyone abuse you and steal your power and steal your joy and your life. You are a creator. You nurture and you grow things in your womb. I mean, your power is amazing. Transform yourself and become that. It's not limited to us being able to bear children. You know, we can do so many different things. So many things about us are sacred, our blood, our <laughs> menstrual blood. I mean, we are can you, phenomenal. Can you, you imagine, Nydea, Nydea, just to interject for a moment, you guys are going to get a laugh at this one. I was, you know, just um, I was among this brother today, and he was saying to me, he, so when's the next one? And I said, next one of what? 
and he said, another baby. And I said to him, you know that's interesting, brother, that you should say that? Because just when a brother sees a sister getting, you know, in a, in a um, higher place of power, that's mm-hmm. when they want to try to make her barefooted and pregnant. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You gotta watch. You gotta watch people. <laughs> you know, they see you coming into a higher place, especially some males, <laughs> because of their ego. <laughs> right. They want to. They want to stifle that growth <laughs> and yeah, keep you barefooted and pregnant. Not to say that that's a bad thing. <laughs> but, you know, just the context. Yeah, it's how you perceive it. And if, yeah, if the they perceive that you are somehow handicapped at that moment, then, right. yeah, they'll, they'll pursue that course. There are others that see that we are, um, they view us as almost invincible while we're pregnant. Yeah. It, it depends on the consciousness of that, of that exactly. brother. It depends on the consciousness exactly. of the sister because she can portray what you would think a handicapped state. Exactly. You know, exactly. so that that's part of us growing and part of us, um, you know, knowing our potential. Yeah. You know, and, but, but and you know for the what brothers made it as funny, well. Though? What, you, what made it funny was that my youngest is 17. I'm like, mm-hmm. and my oldest is 28. So I'm like, are you <laughs> kidding me? Are you, uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I you have nothing me. better to do, you know what I mean, but to keep busting out babies, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which is not a bad thing, but I've already passed that point. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, well, that, and that's the, that's the thing. Everybody has their own unique yeah. um, path. And yeah, we're not you all restricted tell. to just one form of living. Like you, you ha- like me, for instance, I have a 21-year-old, I have a 10-year-old, I have a 3-year-old, I have an 11-month-old, and if my body could bear it, I would continue until I was no longer fertile. Right. But yeah, that's I know not you everybody's there you path. Go. There you go. Mm-hmm. But you can yeah. tell by the way he was saying it, you could tell what, what was behind it. You get what I'm saying? Right. I know you know. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to interrupt that. you guys. <laughs> I don't want to interrupt you guys, but I want to say good night to you guys. I have something I got to go do. So I love you guys. Light and love Thank to the world. Thank you for sharing, Nancy. Love and light to you. Yes, yes, Nancy. Good night, Nancy. Love you, girl. Beloved, um, there's three uh-huh. minutes left to the show. Um, there's only three minutes left. We, I think we did a two-hour show. We've been doing this a lot lately, <laughs> which is amazing. Okay. Um, it's it's such a positive share of energy and concept. Um, you know, I want to thank everybody that take time out of whatever it is they're doing to call in, you know, and share, and just be a part of something that I think is going to continue to grow, hopefully. You know, it's a wonderful thing. Queen Mother Ia, I want to thank you for encouraging me to be Mm. part of Mm. this. Mm. Mm. Because so yeah, many, that was absolutely Sherry beautiful. Know, yes, beautiful. You know, Queen, people have been telling goddess, me for years. Goddess, I'm so glad. <laughs> I mean, it's, so it's just, you are such a beautiful goddess to recognize, you know, the gifts that's in my beloved cousin. And I'm just so happy that she um, found someone like you, met someone like you. What a blessing. You know, yeah, just, just her explaining to me how you 
helped encourage her to step up. It's on. It's only. Um, how would I say? Um, you know, it's only highlighting the type of person that you are, and your gifts and your abilities. So I just wanted to recognize that and just say thank you. I also want to give a special acknowledgement to two individuals um, that are so beautiful and encouraging. I think are even my kindred. It, it's, it's definite that somehow they're my kindred. And that's my newly found sister, Chastity. I don't know if you're still with us. I want to tell you I love you. You're so positive, And it's like you breathe vitality into me with your energy and your spirit and your queen mother. She's such an example of legalness and power and the way she transitioned her past life uh, status of a healer and a ruler and so many things into this lifetime. So I want to acknowledge that you guys were here. Everyone that was here tonight, you uniquely contributed. Whether you spoke or not, you uniquely contributed your energy and your magic to this show. And you empower not only yourselves, but everyone that joins us in fellowships with us on this Thursday evening. So um, 44 seconds, I love you. I'm grateful. I send love and light out to you and yours. We are going to pray for the healing energy of our ancestors and what we possess to heal this planet and the things that they're doing, the atrocious things. We're going to work on all of this, and we're going to continue to grow so that we can be an an effective change, not only to ourselves, but to everything around us. Ashe? Ashe. I love you and have a good evening. Don't forget next week we're hitting this book, so make try to get this book, Practical Protection Magic, Guarding and Reclaiming Your Power, Ellen Dugan. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Me in this 